All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, one and all, to the 42 Podcast, where we missed last week due to some technical problems, but we are back with you once again on the wonderful Sundays here in the world that we are. And as always, to my right, I think, left, I don't know, space space travel is relative, your good friend of mine, Mr. <laughs> Ryan Buck. <laughs> Hey everybody, how are y'all? That's funny. That it's all relative. Yeah, you know. That's funny. Anyway, so how are you doing, buddy? Oh man, I've been I've been better. Okay, how are you, man? I'm doing all right. You know, it's Sunday, so we. Um, other than that, not doing too much. Uh, just just kind of getting along, you know. Just. It's been kind of one of those weeks where you just get through it, and now you're here, and you're about to start another one. It was, it was like t- Monday night, like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep, you know, and like I was so tired. So I've just been tired all week. So this weekend, I've basically just slept all weekend. Hello, you, you there, buddy? Oh, sometimes that's awesome. Am yeah. I here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to sleep all weekend sometimes. Like, Friday night into Saturday, we slept for 13 hours, and last night we slept for 11. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. And yeah, though. Is it one of those things where you, like, also didn't do anything during the day? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, being super lazy, yeah. Like the only thing we really did yesterday was like we went out for lunch and that was about it. <laughs> what about um? You been watching the Dota stuff? I mean, the League of Legends. I oh, haven't yeah, watched the League of Legends guy, but I haven't watched any of that. There's probably like a million people watching it right now. Oh, if not more. On yeah, on Twitch it's uh some finals of something, <laughs> but it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. League's a league's a big deal. Even though their prize pools are super small, which is weird, because you told me that like Dota made like eighteen million or something ridiculous this year, fifteen mm-hmm. million. Yeah, and I don't know if they how they if you know I don't remember who does League. I don't remember Rock. No, I don't remember who who does Le- League of Legends game, but you know maybe they don't crowdfund. To get their prize pools, because that's what they do in Dota. They they crowdfund. Riot Riot owns League of Legends. Riot Games. Mm-hmm. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, it's you always see these when people come up with these like four letter word, like brands and like names for a company that nobody else has used before, and you're like, damn, that's kind of cool. Like, Riot's a good one. You want something that rings and is easy to say. Right. Riot, Valve, Epic. Uh huh. Epic. Um, let's see. Well, you got EA. That's an easy Rare. one. Rare. Yeah. Rare one. Bl- uh, Blizzard's a bit longer, I guess. That's true, but... <clears throat> I mean, you don't have to, but 
it's nice when you can get a nice, you know, like Coke. Yeah. Easy, simple. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Coke was the original recipe for Coke. Coke was sold for like $15 way back in the way back. I heard something about that. Like, I don't know if it's an urban legend or whatever, but like some guy invented it and he was trying to create like a diet drink and he was using carbonation to like fill you up, you know? And it, he's like, it's miserable. No one will ever buy this. It's Yeah, he thought it was terrible. <laughs> he, he thought it was terrible. <laughs> he hated it. Yeah, and he sold it. <laughs> and look at you now. It's one of the biggest companies in the world. And one of the most especially recognizable companies in the world. Do you think it's either Coke or McDonald's? Probably Coke, right? Ooh, that's tough. Um, let's see. The internet will, uh, the internet will tell us. What's the most recognizable brand? Uh-huh. Let's take a guess. Don't look it up yet. Ah, uh, God. It's Coke. It's got to be Coke. It's got to be Coke, right? Because like even like rural farmers out in like somewhere would never eat McDonald's, they would have a Coke. What else might it be though? Um, hmm. I don't Coke? know. Coke or Ford maybe. Uh Ford, I know like Budweiser is way up there. Oh yeah, that's true. It's brand recognition. According to Complex.com, the mm -hmm. 50 most iconic brand logos of all time. Number okay. one is Nike. Oh, of course. You know, either so yeah, it makes sense. So of all big, number two is Coke. Three yeah. is Ford. Ford. Four right. is Apple. Five Apple. is Pepsi. Apple, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think of the one, the Nike. I knew there might be one that we weren't thinking of. And I was trying to figure out what was related to soccer. Uh, yeah, like them and Adidas. Mm -hmm. Levi, Levi is number okay. eight. That makes sense. McDonald's is number seven. Okay. That makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. Walmart's in the top 15. Warner Brothers, oh. IBM, American, yeah. Oh, NASA's number 15 is the most recognized, one of the most recognized brands. I wonder how Texas, the shape of Texas would rank. <laughs> Probably pretty high. Because I'm pretty sure you can draw Texas almost anywhere in the dirt and people know what you're drawing. So, roughly, yeah. Oh, Texas, Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Cowboy, that's where I live. Huh. <sighs> so, what do you think of Trump? I think we should just get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Trump. Uh, this is what the Republicans get for running people like Romney. <laughs> I mean, for serious. How you lose to Obama a second time is insane. Just insane. If, you, if they had ran anyone competent enough, they would have crushed him. He's one of the worst... He's been a terrible president. His economics have been terrible. And, but no, they run fucking Mitt Romney, who had no chance of winning. And, you know, before that was McCain. I mean, he had no chance of winning. Not against Obama. No, and it's just, uh, uh You know what? Trump isn't. Do it. Is he going to be, uh, if he wins, uh, uh, do I think he can win? No. But no. I don't know. Like All is, he is doing is sabotaging the Republican Party. And he's got enough money that if he doesn't win 
and he might have enough power to actually get in as an independent on the debates. Like, he, he might be able to pull off, like, the independent if he doesn't get the Republican nomination. And he would totally sink the Republicans then. Oh, yeah, it would be Perot just, all over again. Just Perot all over again. I don't, you know, I don't know with him, like, what's what the deal is, to be honest. Like, I don't, his policies aren't good, but they're not bad. But everyone's just pissed off right now, and I don't know if that can last him all the way through an entire election cycle. But but he also, I mean, Grant, there's really no one good on the Republican side. There's a couple that I would I would consider voting for. I mean, I would vote for Rand Paul just because of his tax, I, you know, because what he if wants to do. Get, if they don't get their shit straight, man, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders because I don't want Hillary to win. Oh, Hillary, Hillary will not, I don't think she's going to make it through the year. Like she will not make it to 2016. All this stuff coming out. No way. She you really think so? There's a really good chance she's going to be indicted before the end of the year. Really? Oh, have you not been following think, stuff with her email uh, I, server? Yeah, but the Republicans say one thing, and the Democrats say another. Hey, I'm just going off. The FBI themselves said what she did was criminal, and they're pursuing it as a criminal. I don't care what the the sides say. They're well, saying yeah, but I get so confused because it's because the internet, where I get most of my media from, does not seem to give a fuck. There's never a web, you know, on the websites I go to, we never talk about her, you know, email scandal. So when I go to like mainstream media to get the idea of story of kind of what's going on, once you know, depends on who you listen to, makes it sound like she's going to get indicted and it's going to stick. And then the other side kind of make it seem like, well, she's going to be the president. You know, it's like, well, what the fuck? Sure. You know, and I, her I polls have, never... had just been crashing the last yes. two or three. Have you seen what Bernie Sanders are doing? Yeah, he's going. It's are spiking. There is lots of talk that Biden is going to jump in on the uh, Democrat side. He he might be able to win. He's crazy, but he might be able to win. <laughs> that is terrifying. It is terrifying. That's like having a. Re- Retarded, you know, like we had a like a we had a bad retarded uh, de- Republican president. It's like now we get to see what happens if you have that same quality of president in the Democrat <laughs> side. It's like, oh no, 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 don't give me somebody like him. <laughs> the uh... oh damn, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, it's, it's, I was talking to a friend of mine, and for those who haven't read, there, there's a bit about the president of the universe and the people who actually control the universe in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. And the only way to get elected as president of the universe is to be completely and totally unable to do the job. <laughs> like the only the worst people who can actually do who run, like the people who would be absolutely worst for the job are the only ones who run and are capable of winning. <laughs> Just like, yeah, that is <laughs> like that's right. like that's what it feels like right now. Is everyone who probably could be a decent president is not running and you know <sighs> I just wish that we could take Trump right and all of his ambition to be president and save the world with his whole his craziness that he's using right and just replace it with Elon Musk <laughs> with the same you know like let's him want to be president like let him go you know what I could probably get a lot more shit done if I had NASA <laughs> I just need NASA. I don't need to build my own space station. I just need to take control over the one I've got. In eight years, I could change shit. It's like, hmm, why doesn't he do that? Like, I'll yeah. vote for him anyway. I'm just going to write him in. <laughs> he might be president without him wanting to be. 
We should get that going. Did you uh, did you hear about uh, D's nuts? Well, like the the, uh, the guy running for president. No, there, there's just a. Uh, I think it's like this 15 year old kid. Uh, actually, uh, entered like paid the money to get on the presidential ballot, like officially running for president. That's and awesome. the, the candidate's name is D's nuts. Like D E E Z N U T S. Yeah, like and he's polling at like ten percent. <laughs> See, this is the danger of the internet. Like it has the ability to do this also. Yep. Like we can like vote in a raccoon. Like if we're not careful, we might have a cow <laughs> for president. Because I mean, be careful with letting four chan actually take over some stuff. <laughs> oh, so that that's yeah. So. If candidates for president next year were Democrat Hillary Republican Hillary Hillary Clinton Republican Donald Trump and Independent D's Nuts, who would you vote for? Hillary's getting thirty eight, Trump is getting forty percent, D's Nuts is getting nine percent of the vote. Out of those choices? <laughs> Out of those I'm choices. Voting for the nuts. I'm voting for the nuts too. <laughs> too I'm part of the internet also. Like too I bad you can't actually run. But well, oh well. Because you have to yeah. be 35 to be president. So. Right. Yeah. And you have to be, like, born. You have to be born an American. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. But it helps to be, like, actually born. Yes. You can't just be, like, a name. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, has so. to be a physical substance to your existence. What I, what I do find funny about the whole Hillary email thing is you get all these people trying to say, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. She just wanted to email like normal people. I'm like, she's oh. not a normal person. She's the secretary of state, you know, yeah, with top not... secret classified information. <laughs> What's, I don't like it. What, what I'm interested like to see, um, what? what I'm interested to see is if, because this administration has, um, especially in the wake of Snowden has been, they've, uh, uh, prosecuted more people for misuse of cl like classified material than any other president. Like dwarfs what Bush did. Yeah, fuck what he said about um whistleblower immunity stuff when he was going in. Huh? But it'll be interesting to see. Like, will will the administration go after their former Secretary of State or? You know, so they, they've kind of built themselves up as this, you know, really tough on information presidency. And so it'd be really, I'm just interested to see how that'll play out. I am. I am. I don't know. Like I said, it's weird. You get this idea that she's either going to go to jail for the next, like, 12 years, or you get this idea that she's going to be the president for the next eight. It's she's like, not going to be president. I hope not. Mark my words. She's the scariest person who's ever ran for the presidency, in my opinion. See, I would vote for Obama for another semester or another term before <laughs> I would vote for Hillary. I'm terrified of Hillary. Oh yeah, she'd be terrible. Oh, just terrible. Like See, a hawk nosed Democrat? It's such a rare breed. It's such a rare thing to be such a And she's just so like the thing that Billy had going for him, you know, Clinton, he was an okay president, but he was a politician through and through. Right, and he could smooth talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was great. Hillary ain't got none of that. She's a terrible politician. Yeah, she's ugly. <laughs> she's not, she don't speak well. Yeah, I don't know how, like, she won't get there. 
She won't get there. She's she's going to be the the candidate who was inevitable twice to lose. Cause like six months ago, you know, she was she was it. She was like seventy five percent favorite to win the White House, and now she's not even winning her own party. Has Bernie actually got over her now? Is he finally like leading in the polls? Depending on the state, yeah. You know. He is blowing away the my generation when it comes to like stuff we want. Like you know, he's you know. Uh, more into the mic, buddy. My bad. There you go. Is that better? Yes, it's better. Um, he wants to do like prison reform and like you know drug reform and stuff. He's got some interesting policies when it comes to like the social issues that a lot of people my age care about, or our age, or the Democrat side, whatever. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying. So uh, it's interesting. So way better than hers. Like if you're a Democrat, he's way more appealing than she is. Well, he is. He's a he's a socialist. He doesn't care about it. And I think that's what he's got going for him is he know he believes exactly what he says, you know. Yeah. And, and he's a true believer. I'll give him yeah, that. He's terrifying. A, yeah, I like to know where like when I'm looking at uh, candidates, I like to pay attention to um, where they get their money. Yeah, and he gets he gets all his money from unions. Yeah. Which is kind of scary. But not as scary as, like, Hillary Clinton, who gets all her money from, like, pharmaceuticals In and, like... China. Um, yeah, China and, like, uh, arms companies. It's like, damn, you get a bunch of money from, like, defense contracts. It's like, that's crazy. Like, you don't, that's not normal for a Democrat like that, you know? Yeah. Well, but she gets paid, dude. Well, she all, all of them. Cash. And, you know, once once the Republicans settle out a little bit, They'll start paying them too. They're greasing everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what's interesting about Donald Trump is he's one of the guys who greases. Like he said it in the presidential debate. He's like, <laughs> I buy people like you, and they I pay people like you, and they do what they do what I want. He said that. It's like, ooh, that is really off book for the Republican. Like what they wanted to say and kind of message they want out and, there. And I think that's like why he's doing so well. It is exactly. He doesn't give a shit. He's just like, "Fuck you guys! I'm gonna, we're gonna tell it like it is. We're gonna tell it like it is." And and it's what people have been wanting for so long, right? So many people want a a politician, a real person, a real person. And I don't know. Maybe he can win. I don't know. It's I. I thought for sure. I thought for sure after the first debate he would tank. Oh, he crushed it. He did. It's like, oh, you forget that he's a billionaire because he could talk shit and debate and like seal the deal. Oh yeah, this is what he does. He's, High pressure deal situations. Now, the one person that I I really started to watch is Carly Furiona, the girl. Yeah, the, the Republican side. Yeah, she's got a like a beautiful resume. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all the all the right check marks in the right places. Well, you know, she was a Fortune 50 CEO. Mm-hmm. Used to be one of the highest paid women in in the country. Yeah. The whole HP Compact merger didn't go over very well, and she took the brunt of that, but eh, you win some, you lose some. That was a bad time. That Nobody was, knew what to do. Right. The internet was just coming out. and Mm-hmm. Well, we and, really didn't, we and that's when the, like, the, that's right when the, like, the stock bubble, like, the the internet bubble first, bur- like, the first big internet bubble about, burst yeah. and everything else. The first so, tech bubble, yeah. Everybody was excited, and then it kind of... But the thing that I... I like about her is when she's talking, you can tell, you can tell she's had some old white dude 
go up to her and basically say, "Oh, honey, that's cute." To her, you can tell. You can tell, yeah. and she's you, and she just eviscerate. Like she was this one. Uh, Chris Matthews, I think, from MSNBC was kind of giving her that whole oh, you're cute, sweetie, now shut up kind of deal. And she just eviscerated him. You can tell she's been in multi-billion dollar negotiations mm-hmm. where people thought she was a stupid little girl and she just just nails people. It's it's fun to watch, if nothing else. It is. I haven't seen her. Uh, she's, she's I'm solid. interested, though. Everybody's talking about her now. I think she's starting to build a, a little bit of steam. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump though, man. He's crazy. <laughs> I don't I like how I like how he does stuff that would normally sink people's careers. And it just makes and them then, more popular. <laughs> and when people call him out on it, he doubles down. Not just like apologizes, but doubles down. Like says something twice as worse. It's like, it's like wow. Bring it on, homies. Yeah. It's it's it is something to behold. I never I never he takes thought that this Never like thought that. this would happen, like ever. Yeah. He takes that whole never apologize thing pretty fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, he does. He'd have to run over your dog. You know, like he'd probably blame you. Like he probably never apologizes. <laughs> he'd ever. run over your dog and then get you to pay to get his car detailed. Yeah, That's the exactly. kind of person he is. And maybe, maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it might be pretty shitty. Like we don't need that reputation around the world. We already have that. Big fat, dumb, stupid, loudmouth American. <laughs> like we need somebody. We need somebody with some culture. Yeah, I don't know politics. I want a smart guy in there. I want a hipster. <laughs> but, know, put somebody in there who's read um, Mark Twain. You know, put me. <laughs> give me somebody in there who's ran. I don't know. Hey, Jacob for president, twenty twenty. <laughs> I like it. I'm in. I I could do I'm it. Gonna write <laughs> I'm gonna write you in. Cause I will be just, just old enough by the next election. Like I'll have turned awesome. 35 like three weeks before the next presidential election. <laughs> That'd be perfect. The youngest president ever. I wonder who is the youngest. That's an interesting question. Who is the youngest president ever? Has it always been a rule that you to be 35? Yeah, you've always okay. had to be 35. I uh, then it's gonna be. Hmm. Do you think it's as low as 35? It's probably like 39. It is not. Oh, higher or lower? L- higher. Oh, really? 42. 42. Haha, <laughs> what's up? Theodore what's Roosevelt, up? age 42. Oh. Um, because he was the vice president when McKinley got assassinated. And the youngest president elected mm-hmm. was JFK. At 43 years and 236 days. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so you're going to be you're going to set all kinds of records, Jake. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be great. I'll crowdfund the whole thing. Just throw up a Kickstarter. Get Jacob elected we, uh, president. <laughs> it'd be cool. We hire like a, a viral marketing campaign, like yeah. a firm. That'd be fun. That'd be crazy. Try to use like the internet. Like be the first president from the internet. You know what I mean? Get like half Twitch, <laughs> Twitch. Uh, mm-hmm. like, like, all right, guys. Well, you can ask me questions while I play video games, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then do like YouTube. You know, like you could do. A, you know, a man. I'm really waiting for the first person to do that to really 
the internet leverage yes. the internet. I mean, Obama did a pretty good job of it. No, 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 no. He did. Well, he did the best he could do at the time because that was, you know, 2008, and so really wasn't well, as entrenched. He just used it as a tool. Right. He didn't actually come from the internet. You could be the kind of person who just does it yourself. You know, like a Philip DeFranco who just makes extremely professional, highly polished, uses his Mac in his living room and, you know, edits and does all that stuff himself, you know, dresses well. And you could make YouTube videos and then let them just go viral and not have to pay for advertising. People will watch them anyway. Like, you could be the president who just is on Reddit, on Twitch, on, you know, have be extremely smart. If you can ha if you can handle the internet like where people are talking shit and you're just answering them and you're you know well spoken and you're answering it and just you get everybody on your side from the internet you could I, how many people would vote everybody you could get everybody to do it like I'm pretty sure there are people on the internet that have a presence right now that almost could do it like if Mark Marin you know that guy with that podcast oh, if yeah. he spent the next year on his podcast you know all 15 million a, a month listeners. He would um, he could probably make a run at it without even ever having to join the race. He could just be like, write me in. You know what I mean? Put, you know, put the five thousand dollars to get on the ballot or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, Let's see here. Um, um, so Obama got sixty-five million votes in his last win. So that's kind of that's probably the number you need. You probably need seventy million. Like if you get seventy million people to vote for you, you're probably gonna win. The internet can do that. The internet can do that. Sure. No. Uh, I, you probably could. Problem is, is, so many people on the internet are under the age of eighteen. <laughs> that's true. But if if you got enough steam, you know, if you just had enough steam for people to, you know. To get you into the debates and stuff, you could probably do it. Walk in there with like a hoodie and jeans on. It's like, hi guys. <laughs> I'm not even playing. No, I hate wearing suits. <laughs> that would be fun. <coughs> mm, sorry, that was probably going to be loud when it airs. Can we pause this for a minute? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, I'll just play some music. Alrighty, we are going to play you some musics. I don't know what though. Ah, I know what. Uh, if I can find it. There we go. This is Professor, Professor Elemental with these are in the convention.
I said your costume's amazing. What I I still a costume. You, you look great. Honestly. Oh, what's in this room? Fanboys drool over cosplay girls. The movie stars act like they rule the world. Sign autographs, discuss past glories, comic art, laughing stories, panel stalls, stand skits. Professor Elemental's all about six. Of course, at every con there's a couple of dicks. That's not real steam. Shut up, yes it is. Every other person makes it better. Every volunteer all holds it together. Yes. You finally found your tribe. Yes. Every type all here inside. We're all equal. We're all worthy. I don't know why they all have a go at furries. Yeah. If you want to dress up as a giant rabbit and have relations with a man squirrel, that is none of my business. Here we go, my mic went on mute. <laughs> I'm completely unprofessional. So. It's okay. Kind of an asshole. <sighs> awesome. Yep. Woke the kid up. <coughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> I didn't want to get laid tonight anyway. <laughs> no big deal. Right. Like where somebody like really hard harnesses the uh, power of the internet. I think you could do it. I think you could at least use it to get started. Oh, definitely. You could def you could definitely get invited to debates because of it. And then if you're badass enough at the debates, you know, get some you know some rolling. 
and just go in as like a free-thinking independent. Like ah, I don't want to be part of the party. I just want to. I'm I'm from the internet. Like I'm a new. There's a new party in town. Well, what I would what I would tell people is like they you knew because the question would come up. Why do you want to be president? It was like, well, I would really like the pay raise. Because I'm the only the only people who could actually say that. That you know, for most people, they would take most people who run anyway take a pay cut when they become president. You know, that's true. So I was like, no, nah, I would really like the pay raise and that really sweet ass pension. That that house is nice. The house is nice, you know. The pension uh, is probably pretty good, huh? Oh, it's fantastic. Let's it's see. Up, right? Oh, for life. Like healthcare and stuff is probably set. Uh huh. You could probably straight for healthcare and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool to be president. I mean, I don't want I don't want the job, of course. Oh god, that's the hard part. Is I don't know if I could handle it. Uh, let's see. The Secretary of Treasury pays a taxable pension to the president. Former presidents receive a pension equal to the pay that the head of the executive department would be paid as of 2015. So they get $200,000 a year after for life. After That's not too bad. Not bad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to work ever again. You just have, you know, you're... you're your life is hell for four years or eight years, but after that, you're set. <laughs> do they have secret service that follows them around forever afterwards? Yeah, they do. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like how closely? I don't do know. I don't know exactly how it is, but I know they do, because you think about it, a president is still... He knows everything. He knows everything. He's still a big national security risk. That would be weird, huh? You know, like, you know, you know, like Bush, he still knows where all the secret military, he knows where the aliens are kept. Yeah. Dude, you'll know where the aliens are kept. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Tell me. Well. If you knew you could ever get, like, just, just me and you in a room, I'd have to figure out how to get you in the White House, you know, maybe uh, make you, like, yeah. chief of staff or something. You get to make sure all, or, like, get to make sure all the people at the White House are doing their job. <laughs> you put me in charge of shit in the White House? Yeah, why not? I get to wear a suit. That'd be kind of cool. Do you get to wear a suit? No, we're going to wear hoodies and jeans around. If you're president, you kind of got to wear a suit. You got to be pro. You got to be a pro. That's true. You know, you... you, you look good anyway. I like suits. You dress for the occasion, right? I like and it. when you're president, it's always the occasion to wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, what? You th I, guess, I guess he... I never thought about the president's fashion he has a tailor oh i'm sure he does everything's just custom cut like or does he wear like armani i don't um i'm sh a lot of their clothes are actually donated whoa yeah like they're given to them it's awesome to be rich shit starts to get free you get 200 grand a year well but it, it's more of a you know hey especially for like the first ladies they're like hey yeah. you know we're gonna Oh, she's wearing a couture or whatever. You know, it's it's free advertising. Good advertising too. Mm hmm Especially right now. That Michelle Obama, she's kinda cute, man. Nah. For no? No. She keeps herself in shape for, for like a first lady? Yeah, I mean she keeps right. herself in shape, but not your style, huh? Not my style. You don't like black chicks? What's up? I don't they're not my go to, but there are definitely some of the very attractive black women out there. There's some very attractive women. Yes. All yes. Of them. All of them. 
pretty nice. There's something <laughs> to love in everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, if, if I was going... If I was going out of my race... God, uh, my, my knee-jerk reaction is to say Asian, but that's, you know, because I dated an Asian girl for a while. That nearly killed me, but hey. Yeah, they they can get a little crazy. <laughs> but that's why they're fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're super fun, but af after a while, you're just like, oh my god, I hope she doesn't stab me in my sleep. <laughs> we all have that fear. It doesn't matter the race. It's just, it seems to be a universal thing for women. <laughs> they they I I wake up with all my parts and or wake up. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of both. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh. I think um, so. Asian women are hot, like a Japanese girl, very, mm -hmm. very cute, especially like a Japanese American. Yeah. If you want just like perfect, though, right? You have to go with like a Swede. Like oh, Swede! Yes, they are gorgeous. Like that perfect, like because the Vikings just ran around like stealing all the hot chicks. Yeah, they're all like six foot two and blonde hair and gorgeous. Blue eyes and just insanely pretty. But if you want something exotic, like a twenty year old, you know, twenty five year old, those that are really good in shape, like Indians, like I'm not Indians, but like an in, a girl from India. Right. Man, some of them can be so exotic, and you know the the belly dancer ones. You're like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. But I think if you want one that's like crazy, like just this is insane. She might shoot you, or and or like it might be the best night of your life. I bet the Mexican chicks, man. I bet they throw down. Oh, I always wanted to date a Hispanic girl. I never got the chance. Uh, I bet they throw down. I almost dated a black girl, but I didn't, which is sad because I liked her. <laughs> I've only, I've never, I've never actually been out of my race at all. It's. Uh, it's like sometimes it's hard to do, you know, like <laughs> we sort of naturally segregate ourselves, not not for any like prejudice. It just kind of happens. Just kinda, yeah, I just, you tend to be attracted to people who look more like you than other people. So just, you know, naturally, naturally. Yeah. So makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I've just never even really had the opportunity. Like I've never even just don't hang out with black girls and or Asians and or Asians. I always thought about I always thought about making like a black people date, <laughs> see see if they how quickly they kick out the white cracker. <laughs> I wonder if like black guys have the same like fantasies about exotic women as like we do. Oh yeah. Like, do they, they think Asians are hot? Yeah, probably. And I know they I know a lot of black guys really dig white chicks. So. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I got a black friend who um, he's dated a few white girls. But he's also dated black chicks, so he doesn't seem to, you know, he kind of goes back and forth, no big deal. Yeah, if I was still dating, I wouldn't mind, but... Yeah, me neither. <sighs> so, you want to talk some Armada? Armada? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the book. Yeah, so, spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. so the next... <laughs> what, for the next, what, how long are we going to talk? I don't know. 10, 15, I don't know. There's no telling how long this will last. <laughs> All right, we'll just keep skipping if you hear us talking about it. Yeah, and you do, or if you don't care. All right, so here's my, what do you think of, what do you think of it? I want to get your opinion on it. Okay, so 
the too long didn't read, right? For uh -huh. my opinion, okay? It felt like an awesome text version of a storyboard for an awesome movie. So if you took if you took the texts and put them into like drawings, it would be a perfect storyboard. Like if you made the, if you took the scenes, like it's wrote like each scene is kind of written as a movie scene. Yeah. And if you did if you took those scenes and you put them all out, it would have a it would be a perfect storyboard for a movie where you cut all the fat out and you just have the cool action and you know the one little twist at the end or in the middle or wherever that there's like two twists kind of. There's two-ish twists, yeah. yeah. So they're kind of shitty, but you put those two in there and you put some cool graphics and you have it, you know, all virtual reality. You know, you just, you make it a blockbuster that's kind of shitty, like a Jurassic Park, and it would be awesome. But as far as a book goes, I felt like the character was too much like Ready Player One's main character. Like, I didn't like that. He just reminded me too much of... Wade. I just kept waiting for him to log into mm -hmm. the Oasis, I felt like. Yeah, I can see that. And then it was a little too cheesy for the book. Like, a book shouldn't be so half predictable, half like, oh, well, that is a twist, but it's kind of silly. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, well, here, here's my emotions while listening to the book. Like, the yeah. first hour or so, I was like, okay, meh. This, like, it felt like, a, like, it felt like a really big rehash of Ready Player One, you know. Outcast kid, big writing from, you know, a father figure, in this case, uh -huh. his dad. Yeah. But then I was like, but when we, when we start getting into a little bit more, you know, into sort of the conspiracy of the whole thing. That part kind of gets fun. And I was like, it was like, yeah, 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 okay, I, I dig it, I dig it. So I keep listening. Then I get really excited because, you know, about two or three hours in, he just puts up this giant neon billboard saying, there will be a giant twist. Like, you know it's coming. You can see that. You can see a twist coming from, like, hour three in that book. Right, right, I, right, right, right. And I, and I remember telling my wife, she's like, I know this giant twist is coming. And I just really want to know what it is. Like, I was super psyched. And then, like, it, it, like my, my interest kept peaking until they really got they got to the space station. And then How I... stupid is the space station? I it guess. was terrible. It's only good for a movie... That you're not going to pay attention enough and ask questions about. Where people are like, you're watching it for the entertainment. It's like, okay, fine. Then it's okay to go be on the fucking moon and the space station. But if I'm reading it and I'm imagining it in my head, I'm going, why all the resources for five people? Like, what are they doing? This doesn't make any sense, you know? Right, exactly. And then the twist happened. And I'm just like, ugh, really? <laughs> But I'm really, really interested in the sequel. If if he writes a sequel, like actually like getting involved with the aliens and it could be sort of like a spy thriller, you know, I think the sequel could be really good. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, well, you just got more faith in this guy than I do. I feel like he just hit a nerve with Ready Player One, which is a great, like he had a dang, and then he's just trying to like, uh, come on. Re yeah, Ready Player One, like, granted, it was still kind of, well, not kind of, it was poorly written. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of a poorly written book. But the ideas and the scope of it was okay. so good. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those shows where you love it, but the, you know you know the acting is bad, but you still watch it anyway. Right, 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 right. 
Kind of like the original Star Trek series. This is true. <laughs> but you still love it anyway. And the thing is, like, in general, it seems that uh, Ernest Klein has a really hard time writing very large battles. Because, like, the battle scenes, both of the big ones in Armada were terrible. Like, and what did you think of the reveal that it was, like, in our solar system and that the whole – it just was too cheesy, right? With the yeah. guy, they wanted to blow it up. That was their answer. It's like, that. I don't think that's how we would do it. This seems so cheesy. Right. And, but, you know, it's – it was a movie. It was it was a it was supposed to be parodying all the tropes, like all the tropes of space movies. Like that's what it was supposed to be doing. He he wrote this this is a screenplay. And this it, is his way of getting uh notoriety for his screenplay. Maybe. This is how he's gonna, gonna and I don't know why. I lost. What? It just felt like I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the book, but it wasn't as it wasn't what I was expecting, I guess. And right. you're just like, really? Really? This is what you're going to... No. No. You're wrong. <laughs> Sorry. So but you're... I've never read Ready Player One. Okay? So I come from this fresh. I've never read Ready Player One. And there was no hype for me behind Armada. I just happened to find it. Probably enjoy it a lot more than I did now. That's probably fair. And then was just... Everybody was talking about like we all pre-ordered it. We were all ready. We all downloaded it the night it came out. Yep. We were all ready for this. We were all excited. Coming off the and I read Ready Player One like two Very, months ago. Yeah, pretty recently. Like, oh yeah, and I just rode that wave and I was like, really? oh, oh, this is small. It's 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 a it's definitely the ideas are much cooler than the than the his execution of them. Like the idea is really cool, you know the 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 conspiracy theory behind you know making the games and movies and shit like that. That whole story and that whole universe isn't put well put together well enough to exist in reality. The only way that that movie can exist is like how a Transformers exists, where if you just don't ask enough questions, where the sh where it has to be explosions and spaceships and cool shit and hot people and awesome acting like i need to be you have to be distracted by the the visuals of the idea and, and in book form it just didn't do that well enough yeah you describe it well enough yeah i agree with that that's it, why like i think if a spielberg spielberg made it or whatever or lucas let you know IL, ilm or whatever make it where it was fun and epic and awesome you know the part where he's throwing the mech into the power beam and shit like if it was epic it would be fun to watch. You're like, ah, fuck it. It was cool to see. <laughs> big spaceship monsters and who gives a shit, dude? Why are you overthinking it? But in book form, you're you have to overthink it. It's, it's in book form. So right. I, I agree. I just, but like, I'm ragging on this book, and but I did mostly enjoy it. Mostly enjoy it. I did I mostly enjoy. Straight two days. Yeah, I once I got into it, I finished it off in like a day and a half. Exactly. And so, like, I don't know. It's I, this. This is exactly what this book is. And you're like, it's so close to being really good. And that's probably the most disappointing thing is you can see it, right? You can like, you're like, oh, oh, just get there, just get there. Because in the middle of that book, you know, like five, six hours in, you're like, yeah, this is fucking cool. 
Like yeah. I, I, I was totally into it. By the end, I'm just like, really? Well, the idea, why did he have to tie it in that everybody could use even their phone? No, they can't. <laughs> they can't. They can't. You can't fly a fucking spaceship with your phone. Trust me, I've tried to play those kind of games, and you can't. They would just be wrecking them more than they would be doing any damage with them. Like, that was stupid. That was okay, okay fine. Like, the Xbox One and the PS4, you could... You could fly a ship with one of those. That's enough buttons and controls and joysticks that you could do it. Sure. Or you could control, like, a mech. Or you could buy the battle stations that would hook up to it. But the idea that you're going to sell me that everybody with an iPad was doing it, fuck you, fuck off. That part was, it took me out of reality. I'm like, even for this this reality that he was trying to create, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, not out of my reality. You're just like, nope, no hands in the air. Like, I'm done, I'm out. You've... Uh, that part bothered me. Well, it's it's the yeah, uh, PlayStation was stupid. This PlayStation was stupid. It's the uh, you have your entire life to write your first album and three years to write your right. second one, and that's that's where I think he kind of ran it. It's sort of a sophomore song. He's already got his um, book deal for his next book. His next book is it going to be Ready Player Two? Eight million dollars signing something or something. Like they, it was like eight million dollars just for the rights to to publish the next book. Wow. Like he's made it. Like oh yeah, well Ready Player One was so huge. Really? Did it actually sell a bunch? Like, oh yeah. Huh. It's a great book. The story is one of those Star Wars like stories. It's the first um epic that involves virtual reality that was really kind of believable. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it just hit the nerve right, you know? Yeah. It hit the chord mm. and it just rings all the way through. And it's fun and excitement. And I was okay. I don't want to do this, right? Because I'm not—I'm nobody to talk any shit at all. But I was really disappointed in—oh, um, I forgot his name. Who read the book? Ernest Klein. Oh, Will Wheaton. Read it. Will Wheaton—he did a horrible job reading this book. It was kind of bad, yeah. It was a horrible job. He was the exact same character, exact same voice from Ready Player One, and then he couldn't pull off the accents or the inflections for the other characters. Like I—I I never felt like I was. Like, I felt like the character from Ready Player One was reading me a story, and he was trying to do the accent. Right. That's, yeah, he's... But I thought Will Wheaton was a better actor than that, but it turns out that he just happened to be Wesley on Star Trek. <laughs> well, part of... Par That's cool. Part of his thing is actually, I remember watching on Twitter... Well, he was, re like, doing the reading, and he was sick or something, and so that was part of it. He still can't do an Irish or a... No. No, he cannot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. What's part of it is, uh, like, we got really, really, really spoiled with James Marster and Dresden Files. Like, by, like, the fifth or sixth Dresden File book, he is a beast when it comes to, you know, doing all the accents and the voices. Well, well for me, especially, because I'm not never been into audiobooks and Jacob's like here here's Dresden Files and then I read I, I got lucky but the first thing I ever listened to Dresden Files is like chapter 15 of like the fourth book and he's being chased by like flaming poo monkeys and I'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and then it like skips to like something else and I realized I was on you know scramble so I went back to the first book on chapter one and then I realized I was nowhere near flaming poo monkeys but I was like I gotta get there I gotta know, like how do you get up that position Who's this Thomas guy? Why is he in a bug? Like, what is going on? So I got lucky with that. And then James Marster is a very good reader. And then as soon as I got done with that, I go into um, 
Harry Potter. Oh, with, with uh, Stephen Fry, yeah. On the planet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like he does McGonagall and he does Haggard and he does Ev- Hermione. Every character, you instantly know who it is when he starts talking, and he can transition back and forth while reading the. It was just I was like, oh my god. And then you hear Will Wheaton, and he reads Ready Player One, which he does a great job with because he just does Ready Player like that main guy's character. Right, and he also there's also a lot less a lot less characters in Ready exactly. Player One. Exactly, he didn't have to portray other people. He just had to say from Ready Player One's point of view what D said, mm-hmm. which is fine, right? But he never had to say it as D. But in Armada, he was supposed to do like a Wisconsin accent and like a British accent and like a you know a a New York, New Jersey accent, and he just couldn't do it, couldn't pull it off. And it was just, it really exemplified it. I was really disappointed. I really wish they would have got a different reader for Armada. I mean, I know he's friends with them, and they're working it out, and it's cool, and they get some, some you know, some notoriety and some publicity from it. But yeah, well. Who am I? Who am who I? Am I? Yeah. I couldn't do it. I could, like, <laughs> I couldn't do half of what Will Wheaton did. <laughs> And his speaking, uh, Jim Butcher, Dresden File guy. His new book is supposed to be coming out soon. What's it about? Uh, it's steampunk. Oh fuck! Is Dresden like shooting flame bolts in steampunk universes? No, it's completely, like, completely different. That sucks. <laughs> I need to know what happens to Dresden. The aeronauts winless. And things are going terribly wrong in his life. Is it already out? September 19th, September 29th, so a month. Um, Captain Grimm commands the merchant ship Predator. Fiercely loyal to Spire, he has taken their side in their Cold War with Spire Aurora, disputing the enemy's shipping lanes by attacking their cargo. So it's going to be like steampunk pirates. How cool is that? <laughs> the Cinder Spires is the name of the, uh, the name of the series. I'm in. Yeah, I I really need to get back into uh, the Codex Alera. That was a pretty good, pretty good book. What is that? It's a fantasy novel he wrote. Um, oh, the one about if you take impossible principles, write a book about. And writes it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it like that episode one or something because <laughs> I was into Dresden files back then. <clears throat> oh, the. Oh, oh man, I need. That. Files in my life, dude. I, I've, I've been thinking about just going back and rereading them all or re-listening oh, to them all. That's an option. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, like, because I know my wife, whenever, because she'll do it about once a year. She'll just listen to all the Dresden Files. But for me, like, but she always skips the first three. Because the first three, like, especially two and three, Full Moon and... Um, I like Full Moon. It sets up the werewolves for the rest of. The it does, year. All, but when a you. Lot of the werewolves are important. But when you know what's coming. You already, you already know the werewolves. Uh-huh. Okay. But like I. I liked it. I love the first book. Like Stormfront is one of my favorite books. I love it's, it. Yeah, and yeah, you know what? Actually, now that you're mentioning it and talking about it, Stormfront's awesome because it's the most, like, Chicago detective style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cold, stormy night. And well, she was all alone. And I, I know I that we're gonna go back. You know that's that. You know that style of. Uh-huh. I and, love that style. And he's a wizard in the modern day. Oh god, you can't! It's the coolest principle ever. 
And the thing with the thing with Stormfront, even though James Marshall has become a much better actor or voice actor, I love how dry and no war he is in that first book. Like he doesn't have like the the range and everything else, but like uh-huh. it just sets the tone perfectly for that sort of like hard boiled. It gives that like hard boiled detective novel feel to it. But he's shooting firebolts. <laughs> One of my favorite things about that that universe is the is the universe is the how the spells work how he integrates all the different types of magic and how the never never exists and all of that and the first book is half that it's just half him explaining what he's doing right you know so like the first time he's with tutu he's explaining what he's doing and like i like that part because it's all like stuff that i've read before it's like oh this guy like really did some research on how magic is supposed to work and then it somehow made this like unified theory of magic, which is really fun to explore. Because he uses everything. Like he's got Jewish mysticism all the way to like Wiccan stuff in it. Oh yeah, you know it's I mean? great. Love it's it. Weird. It's cool. One, uh, that's probably all said and done. That's probably my favorite book series is Dresden Files. Yeah. And I think yeah, there's supposed to be five more. I think. I hope, I hope there's. I hope he writes them all. I think he's going to stop around book 20. I think is what he's, he's going to get to. Well, don't pull a J.R. Martin or whatever his name is. <laughs> just like, fucking die. Well, how long has it been? Like, he ends up taking like seven years between books. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, the what uh, Jim Butcher does is, if I remember right, what he does is he generally likes to have two book series going at the same time. And he'll... Yeah, like well, that and, you know, keeps his mind fresh and... It would be weird to be like him, like you're writing a novel. You could get obsessive. You could. It's just all your mind's thinking about is just, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is this the time we unveiled the, the big reveal? Yeah, yeah, if you want. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, tease it. We're pretty good at teasing. We're pretty good at teasing. No, no but like we're, all, like we're like two weeks away from it being on Amazon. Maybe three. Cool. Like we're right okay. there. Okay, so, uh, God, what was it, like, episode four or five of the podcast? We and Ryan were talking afterwards, and we were talking a little bit about Firefly, and you brought up this idea of a bounty hunter in space, space bounty hunter. No aliens, humans have colonized the world. I was like, hey, that's a really good idea. I'm going to see if I can't write something. Right. Well, I did, and it's not too bad. It's a, it's, we're, we're, what we're going to do is we're making what I'm calling an episodic novel. So instead of you know, you're getting a, you know, one book every two years, you're going to get episodes every two or three months. Yeah, like and, a chapter or two at a time. Kind of. yeah, about three chapters at a time. But, the, but, the, but it's going to have its own. It's basically going to be a collection of short stories that follow one, one idea. Right. Uh, and its name is Corlex, C-O-R-L-E-X. And you can find it at Cody, C-O-D-Y, Corlex, C-O-R-L-E-X.com. Yep. Um, we're on Twitter. And, yeah, we're, we're working on launching a Patreon. We're going to be on Amazon. Please support us on the Patreon because we get more of that money. Because, <laughs> like, if, if, we sell our, if we sell the ebook for 99 cents, we get 20 yeah. That's, that's a thing? That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Wow. But we will be wherever you can, we will be everywhere. 
Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Google, Apple. You want it? It'll be there. Uh, I mean, we may even be an oyster. I don't know. So yeah, it's coming. Eventually, it will be a graphic. Novel. It will eventually be a graphic novel. Our artist is amazing. She uh, has done some really good work so far, and yeah. So we, I, we're in the final stages of it. I just had it edited. And I'm getting it to some beta readers to read it, you know, people that aren't connected to us to read it and give some suggestions. But we're pretty much there. So in the next couple of weeks, you're going to have it and be able to read it and tell us how terrible of writers we are. <laughs> yeah. But it's there. But it's there. So and it's really exciting. But this this whole thing, like I get obsessive, like when I'm like really writing, like I just it's in my head. And oh, yeah. Oh, and something I had an interesting... So, you know how he has Lashiel in his head for, like, three or four bucks, right? I miss Lashiel. Yeah. But I was thinking about it. It's like, do you think that's how Dresden is with him? Like, do you think, like, part of his psyche has just become Dresden and he talks to it? No, I think Dresden is more... Rep- like, that version of what's going on in his psyche is more represented by the, um, the man in black. That comes to mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's more of what he deals with. Yeah, because like you know, with especially writing Corlax, now that I'm getting in a bit more and really starting to understand who he is as a person, like there are times where I, like I kind of talk to him in my head, like what would right. you do here? Right. You know, because he. I, I see that happening. It's like an imaginary friend almost. It really is, and human beings, imaginary friends are universal. Mm-hmm. So there's something. That suggests that there's something in our actual genetics, like in our mind, the way our minds work. It's okay for us to, what is that called? Like project, like pers- project a person. Personify. Yeah. Into something that doesn't even, you know, like just on an imagination. Like our minds are, the way our minds work, an object in our mind and our imagination can be a real thing. And it can be, you know, it can take a life of its own, which is just, it's us. But it's like, if you've ever done acid, you know that there's things that go in your mind, go on in your mind. That's like you're like, that's not really me. <laughs> that might be my mind, but that isn't me. Like at the seat of consciousness, like it, that observes. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> so you can kind of do that with imaginary friends. Like I think, I think it's in all of us. I, I yeah, I agree, and it's just, but it's interesting, um, for sure. A little scary. A little scary. I might end up in the uh, loony bin. <laughs> The hard... This is how people end up on the street. They write novels. Yeah. <laughs> like they either get famous or they end up under a bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, so, yeah. And the first episode is entitled Titan and the Reaper. How cool does that sound? I like it. I like it. Speaking of, have you read the, have you read the version I posted, like, Friday? I have not. Oh, you need to. It's just in the general tab on Slack. I'll get it. It's... I have something, though, that's important. Okay. It's your original first line needs to be the original first line i'd have to look at it which was the original first line the comments about uh the debate on whether we should shut down the search for extraterrestrial or seti mm. like i think it needs to be i need you need like i just love how that's just like bam just hits you huh just like in the universe like oh we're way in the future and they still haven't found any aliens like it might be just us humans left where we, we don't ever develop like we, we just might be stuck here you know, there's that kind of 
I could, a little bit of hopelessness in I could, that. yeah, I could, I could flip that around. That wouldn't be hard, and it really wouldn't mess up the flow too much. I don't know, and I think that part, yeah, that was just. Okay. I don't know if we need to talk about this now. Oh. <laughs> What's also funny is when I'm writing, because I'm terrible at names. Like, I'm terrible at naming things. So, like, <laughs> if you know a little, like, much about me, like, depending on where my mind is at, that's just where I'm just drawing stuff. Like, I was, like, trying to name some cities, and I was like, oh, I, so I just, like, pull the name from Dota. I, like, put t town on the end of it. <laughs> That's one. I wonder, like, if you knew, um, like, Robert or Ernest Klein well enough, like, would you could you read his book and be like, oh, I get that reference. Probably. I, that I know what that means. That's why. Yeah, that'd be funny. Like, funny. like the guy who another character. I won't give it his place and story, but another character's name is D Davin, right? And I like I was trying to think of a name for his friend, and. But I had also been playing King's Quest, and that takes that takes place in Daventry. So it's like I just cut off the the tree at the end, and just there we go. There's the name. <laughs> like there are services like online, like websites and stuff that you just like, yeah, just randomly random, you know, makes names for you. Parameters whether you want it to be feminine and fantasy, or whether you want it to be feminine and futuristic, or fantasy and old, or yeah, and then first random generate. Like some of them work. There's also some websites where you get to put in like different words and then it creates names from those letters. Interesting. So if you wanted to create like where little clues, you could have different people like part of a gang where all of their names are kind are of mixed up, you know, to mean something else. Like your brother used to make names for um, Star Wars characters in, D uh, in his D&D &D Star Wars campaigns, like mm -hmm. Tarmasas. Smartass, you know, like we would mm. just take different things and like mix up the letters, right? That kind of stuff. There's websites that'll do that for you. It's the internet, man. <laughs> There's a website that does oh, everything. We could probably get like guns 3D printed from here. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could. <laughs> we probably could. There's probably somewhere we could webcam live, watch it get printed, and then shipped to us. It's the internet. Yeah, I think eventually, not for guns, but eventually, like. In the next year or so, I think I'm going to pick up a 3D printer. Oh, they're getting sexy. And they're getting cheap. They're getting cheap and sexy. Like, I went, I went to Fry's, and they had, like, nine of them on display. I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, they're becoming, like, printers. You know what I mean? Like, so there's different models and versions and what you wanted to do. Right. And some of them were working. Like, you could actually see them doing their thing. I'm like, wow, it's, it's kind of like a printer. Like it actually, it's kind of like a printer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just keeps stacking these things up. And then when it spit it out, it was like this complicated, like, what are they called where you have an object that has the the exact same side on every side? Like, like a three-dimensional object. They, they have a name for them in, like, math. But anyway, it was printing those, like, using pentagons or something, right? So it was, like, these, it was printing these balls. But then inside of it, it had all these gears. That you could like spin and it spun. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was just like something that couldn't hardly exist unless you printed it in a 3D form like they did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love, like, I think 3D printing will be one of the major changes in the world in the next five years. The fact that they can, like, it's really doing a lot for, like, prosthesis. Prosthesis. Are we talking about the future? Yes. Drink. 
I'm already drinking, so, you know. Uh, but, you know, for like prosthetics is becoming huge in that area because oh, yeah. they can do it for next to nothing because like fake legs used to cost like thousands of dollars. Now you can print one for a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, it's really changing, the, especially that. And like you hear all the time, we're like, they'll like 3D print a heart valve and like stick it in some because you can use almost any material like if the printer can handle the material so if you want it to be like surgical steel it can print in surgical steel it's right oh that's cool glass now, dude. that is cool that's a big deal like if they get it like precise enough and clean enough that they can start like 3d printing like fiber optic circuit boards yeah we could Man. oh did you see well let's keep talking about 3d printers <laughs> i want one i want one what would you use yours for i don't know make random stuff like if something broke just like make the replacement for it <laughs> did you see at some malls that um can go in and get yourself like laser scan like and the thing goes around and like 3d scans you and then it, they 3d print you a little mini figurine i haven't seen that there is a 3d print kiosk in our mall really? like, yeah like you take a plans up there and it'll print you something that or you know you can like they have like different designs like oh hmm. and there's a couple there's a lot of places around here where they're like you know like sort of like the event stores where you have a membership and they have 3d printers all you gotta do is pay for the material and they have the printer oh that's a great idea mm -hmm. that's kind of progressive then that's a yeah. cool idea like a kinko's for 3d printing basically that's a good idea i'm trying to remember yeah, it's not terrible on that either no startups a, startups a bit startups a bit yeah you because you gotta buy everything but once you're going it's pretty pretty easy yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Somebody get on that. Put one near me. <laughs> there probably is one near you. <laughs> There's probably one near me. Never mind, y'all. You're too late. You should have thought of this idea five years ago. Okay, I'm going to find... I'm going to find this place. Do you think they'll end up being a bigger deal than the internet? No. No. What about TV? Do you think they'll surpass TV like an importance? Uh, Maybe. What about computers? They'll never, they'll never surpass a computer, right? Well, they have to have a computer. So. Nah. Point, point. Yeah. Um, they are a big deal. What and they're... happens when they start printing with graphene? <laughs> they can, like, you know, like actually lay them down in a two-dimensional layer. Ooh, yeah, that's like a good point. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? If it's two-dimensional... It can't be truly two-dimensional. I guess two-dimensional means it's just one molecule layer thick. The tech shop. Here we go. I found one. I found what I was looking for. The tech shop. Okay. There's one in Round Rock. Uh, let's see what all they have. Is that like one of the 3D printing clubs? Well, it's it's all sorts of stuff. Um, Oh, just a bunch of all, all tech shop facilities are designed to put a full range of tools and equipment at your command so you can work on your projects without worrying about how you're going to tackle each step. Uh, you need to put a hole in sheet metal, large rotary punch, 3D uh, printing. So it's just like a place to go build shit. Modern day workshop. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's badass. Like a that is cool. Okay. Membership cool. amenities, use of all tools and equipment, successful completion of safety and basic use class are required for some. So, you know, tables all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, hundred and fifteen volt outlets. Yeah, free access to bin walls, parts, and materials. Uh, free use of conference room, use computer workstations with software. Wow, you got a lot of stuff. How much does this cost? $700 a month. Um, it is... Uh, I just have a shot now. Okay. Let's see. Pittsburgh. It's gonna. It's gotta tell me. Like, just tell me how much it is. I don't know. Um. It is a hundred and fifty a month. Not bad. It's a lot, but not bad for what you get, though. It's a good price. Yeah, or you can pay sixteen hundred bucks a year. But if you never had to buy tools, you know, like that's kind of the idea. If you never had to buy anything, it's, it might be worth it. Yeah, and if it stays up to date, like if it's all modern. Right, yeah, you know, you always get the latest and greatest. It's not going to be bad. I just don't, I don't have, I don't have the time to do anything else. Yeah, I find <coughs> what I have is already difficult to keep track of. I know. Um, oh, I went to the Formula D competition in Dallas. Oh, yeah? How was that? Formula Drift. Mm -hmm. It's insane. They're going way faster than it looks like on TV. Oh, yeah. Way faster. And I watched them wreck into the wall. That's violent, dude. Like, that shit is terrifying. And the way the track was set up, they had to, like, drift towards the, the bleachers, and there was, a, like, a concrete wall separating us. So they, they sling out, you know, to the left, and then they, like, sling back towards, like, the bleachers, and their asset has to get close to that wall. Dude, it's like they're coming in at, like, 80, 90 miles an hour, it feels like, and they whip it back around, and they're like, Ooh, and they're just sliding and slowing down, trying not to hit the wall, and they, like, power break around, and you just, oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's way more intense in real life than you could, like, it looks like on TV or, like, on YouTube. And then when they were going too wide, holy shit. Like six inches wow. apart? Yeah, well, these guys, we watched the, um, like, the semi-pros. So they had probably, like, six feet apart, six, seven foot. But the, just the noise of these two V8s, you know, and the tires and the smoke, and it's just like, oh, they're going to die. <laughs> Good times. So we made it. Good. I just wanted to tell you this because you might appreciate it. We made it from Roanoke, which is like 45 minutes outside of Austin. I mean, outside of uh, Fort Worth to the west. Okay. Mm-hmm. To the Woodlands. Like we got off on Woodlands Parkway. Right. Two hours and 45. Damn, dude. What are you doing? Like 100. Were you may or maybe not doing over 100 the most of the way? So an Audi that has like 460 horses and a uh, six-speed transmission built for the Autobahn may or may not cruise at 120 comfortably. <laughs> may or may not. Like extremely comfortably. Well, at least you weren't the one getting the ticket if you got pulled over. <laughs> And he had a good radar detector, so every time we'd come over the hill, it would go, doo -doo -doo -doo. so you knew that he was coming up. Doo -doo -doo -doo. It got stronger. It's like, okay, so we'll just slow down until we go past him. <laughs> and then we went by him, and then it was, 
Nice. <laughs> and it's got Lamborghini brakes on it. Because Audi owns Lamborghini. Yeah. Well, Volkswagen owns. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of the parts are interchangeable. That's how they keep the price down. So he took some. Well, it came with <laughs> some Lamborghini brakes and rotors on it. And those motherfuckers will stop, dude. He can scrub 50, 60 miles off that car and. 30 feet. Whoa. Wow. And then you just, you know, it's good. It's awesome. It was fun. Good time. Good times. Nice. We, yeah, we saw Ant-Man recently. That was fun. Any good? It is good. It's uh, much smaller. Like, it's it's a heist movie, you know? So they're not blowing up. Is that a, is that a pun? No. It's a heist movie. It's an actual, like, it's, it's like an action-y version of Ocean's it's, Eleven. It's, it's smaller. Yes. 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 <laughs> You know, there aren't as many. Was it a joke? Like, what happened? (laughs) It's not. There aren't as many characters. They're not blowing up entire cities. You know, but it's good. It's worth watching. It's probably a rental, to be honest. But it's really, it's funny. You know, it's funny. It's a good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. So you want to give us? You want to give us a recommends? Oh. I apologize. It's okay. I had a rough week. Mm. No, wait. What? Oh, let me check on Slack. I think I posted. No, I didn't. Did I post anything on Slack about it? Uh, not recommends. You posted some links. Oh no, then I don't have it. Like how you can buy a flamethrower for sixteen hundred dollars. Did I post that? I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, they're like military grade <laughs> flamethrowers that the military stopped oh, using. Awesome posted that thing about the 16 gigabyte, mm-hmm. 16 terabyte solid state drive. Uh-huh. 16 terabytes, what the fuck? And it's a 2.5 inch, it's a laptop drive. Is that what that means? It's a laptop drive? Mm-hmm. 3.5 inch is desktop, 2.5 inch is laptop. I don't even want to expense it. Uh-huh. Their things can be like $5,000. Oh, I posted something that I wanted to talk to you about because I think you'll have a good reaction. Okay. Will Smith wants to reboot uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just leave it alone, people. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Stop rebooting everything. I feel so sorry for like 10 years. The kids who are growing up now, 10 years down the road, everything they're going to know is stuff that was fresh in the 80s and 90s. It's just been recycled and shit out of somebody's ass. Stop it. Make something Make something new. Disney is reporting that Incredible 2, Toy Story 4, Cars 3, and uh, uh, I guess it's Finding Nemo the second, but it's going to uh, be Finding Dory. Dory yeah. So those are all coming out. So that should, that should make you feel better. That's, that's, no? No? That's not what you were hoping for? I mean, I... The Incredibles. Kind of excited about Incredibles too, just selfishly. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a part of you. And you know, if if putting up with Incredibles two and Toy Story four, I don't know, like, are they just basically rebooting the entire franchise with four? Like three was pretty much over. Um, no, four is a, it will be a reboot. No doubt about it. God. But like, if this is the shit they have to put out to still keep doing stuff like Inside Out and Up and though. You know, if I have to put up, if if, if, if every other movie is a sequel, but I still get great 
movies every other year, I'm okay with it. That's fine. If that if that's the, but you all you also see stuff about Star Wars Land. Yeah, your name. Like they like they're they're putting in. It'll be their biggest expand, like single themed expansion ever. Sixteen acres in Florida. Sixteen acres and it's, like fifteen in California. It's going to be part in Florida. It's going to be part of Disney Hollywood. Okay. But it only is going to have like the cantina and like two rides. Well, it's going to be multiple rides and like a different things, but going to be. A, you think it's going to be modern? Like they're going to build like two sixteen, like two thousand sixteen standards? Like it'll be badass? Oh, absolutely. You think so? Oh yeah. Disney doesn't kind of fuck around, do they? They don't fuck around. <laughs> and I'm looking. That might be awesome. That might be awesome, right? That might be awesome. If nothing else, I'm going to go have a beer at Mont Eisley Cantina. If nothing else, I will. <laughs> we got to do that. We got to do that. We should do a podcast from Mont Eisley Cantina instead of the restaurant at the end of the universe. We should do a live podcast from the. We could take like a we could take like a you know, like a Zoom and two microphones and sit at the bar. They'd let us do that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. easy. Or no, what we do is we'll just get um, we'll get blue snowflakes. Is what we'll okay. get. Okay. And they're really good mini mics. Yeah, the wireless Bluetooth to your phone mics. Yeah, here I'll, I'll show it to you. Yeah. Like these are really cool. My my dad has one. Well, how cool would that be? <sighs> How cool would that be? Oh, man. Disney for a week? Oh, God. I want to go so bad. It's just getting expensive again. Like, for a while, I mean, all all things considered, it was pretty cheap for a while. I like it. This is cool. Yeah, they're about, they're literally about this big. Like, three inches by three inches kind of deal. They sound really good, so. It's it's blue, I mean. Well, look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) In like seven years when it's finally done. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Look forward to it. Episode 600 will be from Moss Eisley's Cantina. The one we, when we are 60x legit will be from Moss Eisley's Cantina. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, dude, my my hype levels are starting to reach dangerous levels. I'm trying to keep my boner down. I, I'm trying. It's so hard. Like every. I'm trying not to get into it because I'm afraid that once I start like getting hyped, that I'll just like snowball away with like hype and then be disappointed with the movie. Um, I'm it's... afraid that if I don't enjoy the hype, that I might just miss out on any of the enjoyment because it just might end up sucking. And then I was like, well, I could have been hyped the whole time, which is fun <laughs> to be like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And like I'm already like Star Wars Battlefront, like the new Star Wars game. Have you seen yeah. stuff on that? The Clash of Clans Star Wars game? No, no, no. It's like huge. No, no, no. Like, uh, that, like Xbox Battlefront? Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. Like they're going to have, oh, you should check it out. It's like they're going to have like 16 versus 16 dogfights. Oh, like oh, Empire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Impl- like, and it's also going to be like a first person shooter and you can fly X-Wings and A-Wings and TIE Fighters and yeah. Like I was on the fence. I was on the fence about it, and then they rolled out the, the dogfighting mode. I'm like, I told my wife, it's like, the day comes out, we're spending 60 bucks on this game. It's just all there is to it. So did you get your second graphics card? Not yet. Uh, we will soon. We will soon. You'll need that before that comes out. Yes. Yes, we will. Be fully... <laughs> and just put it up on the big TV and just I'm go nuts. Just, oh, you're going to need to buy a joystick and a helmet. 
Maybe not a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a joystick. <laughs> we will need a joystick, yes. Oh, man. Ooh, just... Pedals. Ooh. So actually, like, like, let's get into it. That would be awesome. Oh, man. I'm so, so hyped. I haven't been this hyped for a movie since probably, like, Avengers 1. I'm in. I am, I am in, dude. I'm, I'm more hyped for them, yeah, than for Avengers 1. The we... last movie that had my attention was Jurassic Park. And I wasn't that hyped for that. But Star Wars, dude, oh. how long have we been waiting on this? Three years when they announced it? Years a couple years ago, yeah, when they were. When they told us that Mark Hamill was on board, I was like, oh, you got my attention. Speaking of Mark Hamill, mm -hmm. you see that they are rolling out uh, an animated version of The Killing Joke. Which the Killing Joke is like the definitive Joker story, like it's the uh, one that made him the Joker in today's. Okay. Uh, written by Alan Moore, same guy who did The Watchmen, V for Vendetta. And, and Mark Hamill is coming back to reprise his role as the Joker. Uh huh. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, you want to hear like I'm a jackass? Sure. Oh, I know what I can recommend this week. Alrighty. So it'll, I'll tie it in with my jackass. I've had Amazon Prime since April 19th. Okay. I just realized it. <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> and I would recommend Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is fantastic. Turns out it's pretty fucking awesome. You know those times where you're like, damn, I need AA batteries. And then you don't think about it until you need AA batteries again. And then... You don't think about it until you need AA batteries again. And you never end up buying AA batteries. You just keep needing them. Amazon fixes that problem. Oh, yeah. You buy like 100 of them. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I need some batteries. And then you one-click, and they send them to you. And they get to you a lot quicker than you'll ever remember them to, to buy them yourself. Oh, that's what we did. Yeah, we have a, a giant baggie full of AA batteries that we got on Amazon. It was like 50 bucks for... Like a hundred, I want to say a hundred Duracells. So that's what I'm gonna recommend. Get yourself some Amazon Prime. That shit's actually pretty cool. Uh, it turns out like they're uh, they've got some really cool like TV shows. Oh yeah, yeah. Access to the Amazon Prime like instant video. Mm -hmm. They've got stuff Netflix doesn't have. Yep. Which is really cool to fill in some of those holes. Yeah, and they got they're great on old cartoons. Like fantastic on they have like fantastic. Batman the animated series, Darkwing. All yeah, sorts of cool shit, yeah. My kids, yeah. They got access to some Disney stuff. It's cool. They, they, so. they, they've come a long way. The VOD used to kind of suck, but it's pretty good now. That's what I'm going to recommend. Amazon. Oh, I've been a, I've been a Prime that. member for like six years now. Nice. Like, Damn. The last time I looked, I, all in all on Amazon, I've spent about $17,000. But that's also like, like well, I, ha I had a roommate, so he would use my Prime a lot, and you know that kind of stuff. But yeah, lot I've spent a lot of money on Amazon Prime. It's fantastic. My buddy, he texted me eleven thirty Central Time yesterday. He's like, "Yeah, I just ordered something off of Amazon. Their estimated arrival time between noon and two today." What? Yeah, he got he ordered something on Amazon, and it worked out that it was at somewhere in like the 
the distribution center it was coming out of was in Dallas. So they just threw it on a truck, like like someone's car, and they just took it to them. Wow. Man, I can't wait till the Uber of, like, delivery services exists. Oh, it's going to be called Uber. They're already doing it. They're already talking about it. <laughs> Uber's delivering pizzas way better than Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. You, I mean, there's already they're already starting to build that into apps. Is like into into Uber, like you can like get them to pick up food for you. Oh, oh that's way better than Uber. That's well, way better than Uber. What you need to use is Grubhub. That's what we yeah. use. Yeah, okay. it's like it. Up? So you, you go to Grubhub.com, you put in what you want, uh -huh. and it pulls up. And you never have to leave Grubhub. It pulls up all the restaurants and all their menus, and if they deliver or not. So you can just like you know on the website, just click click click, pay through Grubhub, and it shows up like thirty minutes later. It's fantastic. That is fantastic. But, I yeah. love food delivery services. I, you know, I work for a very, well, the second largest parcel delivery firm in the country, and we're already talking about using Uber to like do last mile because last mile is the most expensive part of any package delivery. It's basically, you know, the to your door. So they're already looking at it. They they think it's going to be cheaper than actually running their own trucks. Wow, man, the future drink I am drinking last little bit it's always you know I'm drinking an old old chub scott scotch ale it's very tasty so it melts your teeth right no this is a uh, very malty it's uh, lots of caramel like lots of caramel flavorings it's really nice really smooth Hussein Bolt you know that fast guy yeah he just won the uh, 100 meter like world champion. Like 9.7 seconds. 9.79 seconds. That's so. God damn. That's so fast. It's so so fast. fast. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being that fast. Oh no! It's yeah. It's like the wind. So, speaking of, have you seen this shit going on with the real Olympics, like with the pools and stuff? Oh. They're saying the water is so bad. That if you ingest up to one teaspoon of it, you will get sick. Like, violently sick. This may be the first year we don't have the Olympics. <laughs> they're they're going to have them, but they're going to have to figure out a way to clean up the water. <laughs> like, it's one of those things, like, any, like if, if, if you have something like an open wound or something, like, get cut, like, everything's going to get infected if it touches the water. Oh, that's so gross. It is terrible. I'm really disappointed too because the Olympics should be awesome. They should be. They should be awesome. They shouldn't be shitty, but they also shouldn't cost twelve billion dollars. See, I don't think I don't go to the Olympics. As they say, like a place like Dallas or Houston doesn't have the the infrastructure. I'm like bullshit, it doesn't have the infrastructure. It's got everything you need, and what you don't need, one of the universities will be happy to build. You know. I don't really disappointed I, I really feel like the olympics should be awesome but every year every you know every four years they seem to be a little shittier you know what i mean oh well, you know they're uh, people are greasing people and that's how like russia got it and i still maintain russia got those olympics just so they could stage their tanks and jump into the ukraine because <laughs> it's like it was like two weeks afterwards it was like two weeks that they moved from because by water where the where the Olympics were and where they made landfall was like two hours. 
It's like, just put them on a boat just straight from wherever they had it. I can't remember the name of it now. Soshi. Uh, I don't know, man. Soshi. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah, I'm really It makes me sad. Yep. Really disappointed. The U Olympics used to be great. Like, yep. It used to be like the thing. Yep. Oh, I'm well. Hopefully, though, man, you know, maybe they can get it, like, maybe it'll um, kind of burn itself out and then have, like, a resurgence and, like, come back and actually end up being, like, the internet version of the Olympics. We could, you know, the idea is cool. The drone racing. <laughs> yeah. Man, that shit's taking off. It is, yeah. Holy shit. Well, it's, you get all the excitement of, like, aerial racing without the ability of someone dying, you know? Yeah, but it turns out. More um, appealing to the mainstream than I ever thought it would be. Like it turns out, people really enjoy watching these people go around these tracks, whether they fly drones or not, which is kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. It is exciting. If you know what he's ever seen, like what these little uh, that are 180 millimeters from wing from tip to tip, and they'll do 70, 80 miles an hour. And they're flown first person, like the person's actually in, you know, it's got a little camera on it. So it's right. like you see with the drone scene as you fly. And then they fly through these these courses that require them to fly within a few feet of the ground. And make these really, you know, aggressive corners and, you know, figure eight patterns and stuff. It turns out it's really entertaining. You might want to <laughs> check it out. If you listen to this, you'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, if you listen to something as crazy as this podcast is. <laughs> Oh, we just hit our hour and a half, and I think we're in a good spot. You in a good spot? Yeah, let's call it. All right. Thank you for coming back to the 42 Podcast once again. This was episode 28. We will see you all next week. You can send your hate towards me. I apologize. <laughs> all right. Bye.